Welcome into another edition of the Deep Slant Podcast presented by Xfinity. Count on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi, can your internet do that? All right, we're rolling with our NFL Draft Prospect Series. Next up, wide receiver Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State. Ohio State just had their pro day last week, and Lovey Smith was there, as well as pretty much the entire NFL. So a lot of prospects to watch, a lot of wide receivers to watch, like Wilson, Chris Olave, was there, and I'm going to talk with Phil Harrison. He covers Ohio State sports for Buckeyes Wire and USA Today Sports. We're going to talk about Garrett Wilson primarily, but he'll also talk a little bit about Chris Olave and, and where he thinks the two actually stack up against each other. But I'm really intrigued by Garrett Wilson because he sort of plays everywhere. He's ranked as one of the best, if not the best, wide receiver among a lot of draft boards out there right now. So I wanted to see what really separates him from some of the other wide receivers out there and how he put up such good numbers considering he only played 11 games last year. So we're going to get into all that, what he does best, what he's like off the field, all that and more. But first, Xfinity delivers the fastest internet in Houston, stream Texans games on a powerful and secure Wi-Fi network, and count on a reliable connection for all your devices. Xfinity XFi, can your internet do that? All right, let's get right into it. Let's talk draft prospects. And I don't think I've had a wide receiver yet, so Garrett Wilson will be the first wide receiver in this series, and uh, you know what? He enrolled at Ohio State one semester early. He played in all 14 games as a true freshman. He's super fast. He ran a 4-3-8 40-yard dash at the Combine. He's from Austin, Texas. He grew up around Columbus, but then he moved to Austin when his dad got a job there back in 2011. So the Texans did draft him. He'd be coming back home to Texas, a very intriguing prospect indeed. So let's get right into it with Phil Harrison for the Buckeyes Wire. Bill, thanks so much for joining us. And I'm really excited to talk about what I think is becoming wide receiver you at Ohio State. Yeah, it's been funny. You know, Ohio State's always been kind of, if you think historically about Ohio State, it's been running back positions, offensive linemen. You can't even really throw quarterbacks out there because nobody's really had success in a fellow from quarterback. But all of a sudden, Brian Hartline, the wide receivers coach, has really blown up in recruiting. He's kind of a younger guy, relates to receivers well. And it's been, what, three of the last four years where they've got the top rated wide receiver coming out of high school playing for Ohio State. So it's it's definitely a change, uh, diff- different offense than I ever grew up watching uh, as an Ohio State fan, but it is exciting for sure. Garrett Wilson right now is rated as the top wide receiver on a lot of draft boards. So yeah. tell me what really separates him and makes him elite as a prospect. You know, it's interesting because going into the season, you know, he, I think he was thought of as maybe the second best wide receiver behind Chris Olave, but what Wilson has going for him, even though he's a little bit undersized, is he can play both the outside and in the slot. And he's done both of those at Ohio State. Last year, he was uh, back. He got moved back to the outside. The year before that, they moved him to the slot. And his freshman year, he was on the outside. Um, so he can do both because he's got good burst off the line, uh, runs really good routes, so he gets separation really quickly. So if you're looking for like a slot receiver, he his route running, his ability to separate right off the line and go through the middle – did really well two years ago. However, he is a speed burner. So he ran a 4.38, I think it was, at the uh, um, right. NFL Combine, which is fast in its own right. But what makes him, I think, when you start looking at a guy as to intangible, not intangibles, but what he can do on the field, you know, more than anybody I think I've seen at Ohio State, he's fast, but he also has the ability to go up in traffic. He has really good body control and really good hands. I mean, he'll go over, over top of guys that are taller than him and be able to bring balls down. He's done it time and time again with big plays in his career at Ohio State. 
Yeah, I saw that, you know, as a true freshman, he played outside and then Brian Hartline really wanted to move him to the slot receiver, even though he was yep. playing well on the outside. So what went into that decision to want to move him? And what did you think really made him effective in the slot? Well, it was it's really because of what you mentioned before. They had so many guys that they wanted to get the three best on the field. And you already had Chris Olave on the outside who takes the top off of defenses. And they really thought they could get mismatches with Garrett Wilson in the slot. And so they put him in a slot and they they worked him across the field to get mismatches on guys that weren't as fast. And it really worked well. Then as they had um, graduation, they're like, hey, well, let's just move him back to the outside because he's well fitted for that, too. So then you had not only Chris Olave on one side as the so-called number one receiver, you had the other number one receiver on the other side. And you just can't guard both. Right. They're both going to go down the field and be able to get open. But he, he has the skill set to do both, has been successful at both. All right, so last season, you know, he missed some time with concussion-like symptoms, but probably had statistically his best season yet, over 1,000 yards receiving, 12 receiving touchdowns, even had a rushing touchdown in there. You know, what did you learn about Wilson's impact in that offense when he's in the lineup versus when he's not in the lineup? Oh, boy, he's just so versatile. I mean, you can, you know, once you have Garrett, a Garrett Wilson in there, he just adds to another guy. I, I don't know how... You know, you heard time and time again, defensive coordinators in college talk about it's okay if you got to kind of put the damper down on one guy. Um, but then when you then add a, a guy with the playmaking ability of Garrett Wilson, who can, you mentioned it, he, he he's also returned kicks before in his, his uh, at Ohio State as well. So he's so versatile where he can get, he can catch the ball. But after the catch, he's so fast, so fast and shifty that it just adds a nightmare for defensive coordinators to try and take away two or three guys instead of just the one guy down the, down the side. So with his ability to take into rounds, with his ability to catch the ball short and make pass or make runs after the catch, and then his ability to take the top off the defense, it's just a hard one matchup-wise to, to be able to, to control an offense that has a guy that can do so many different things. When you look at him, I mean, he's obviously, he's played in the slot, he's played on outside, he's a speed guy, like you said. You know, where do you think he fits in best in an NFL team? Where can they really maximize the skill set? And then on the flip side, it seems like he does it all, but where do you really see the most room for improvement for him? Yeah, if if I were to say there's there's one thing that Garrett Wilson has had a habit of doing when we're talking about improving. You know, his hands are well, but he does have a tendency to catch with his body sometimes. So sometimes there were he doesn't have a problem with drops. I'm not trying to say he's got a problem with drops, but there are some times where maybe the ball bounced off his chest a little bit because he didn't get his hands out in front. Now, he's really worked on that, and you'll see him time and time again use his hands, but sometimes he gets a little bit, he reverts back to that, and maybe in traffic or when he's going across the middle, he'll kind of turn and try to catch with his body. I think that's the biggest thing that uh, I know he's he's tried to work on. Where As far as where he fits in in the NFL, you know, I don't know that he's going to jump in his rookie season and be a number one, maybe a number one guy, I think eventually he will be, but I do think uh, in the NFL, even though you can use him on the outside or the inside, I think the inside makes a lot of sense just because of his ability to create mismatches over the middle um, and separate and get the ball and then make uh, make plays after the catch. All right. What can you tell us about Garrett Wilson off the field? What's he like personality-wise? Uh, so he's a competitor on the field and off the field. I mean, you'll see him. Him and Chris Olave have this really cool relationship where they they love each other, but they're also highly competitive with each other. Um, but with the media itself and off the field, I mean, look, and I'm an Ohio State homer because I write for Ohio State, but they got a lot of good guys in the program. He's one of them where he takes he's, he's a little bit reserved, but he is very um, appreciative of being in front of the media. He will take his time with questions and he is a great, great teammate when it comes to 
even though he's gotten all kinds of accolades, he always tries to credit everybody else around him, his coaches, his his uh, his teammates. So I think he's a great guy, both on and off the field. When you look at a, a person, the way that he holds himself outside and inside the, the program. All right. You talked about Chris Olave a lot, and I wanted to ask you about him because he there's some draft classes where or some draft boards where he's ahead of Wilson, where right. Wilson's ahead of him. Right. Now, you've covered both of them. Where do you think they really stack up against each other? So, you know, I for the longest time and I think even to this day, I really felt like Chris Olave was going to be the better pro just because he's polished. He's had an extra year at Ohio State. He he's smooth route runner, exceptional as far as tech, exceptional technician. And he will just, even though it doesn't look like he's going that fast, clearly he put up a 4-3-9-40 as well, he did. Um, and I think it was 4-2-6 before they officially made it 4-3-9. And Garrett Wilson will tell you flat out, Chris Olave is faster than I am, hmm. um, even though he had a little bit faster time in the NFL combine. So to me, he's the, he's the more polished right now ready guy when he's coming out of college. But um, Wilson has, in my opinion, the bigger upside. Interesting. All right. So let's talk about some of the other Ohio State players, because I know you guys just had your pro day up there. Lovey Smith was there, as well as a lot of NFL coaches and front office personnel. What, you know, what were some of the other who were some of the other players that really helped their draft stock and and really showed out on pro day? So interesting enough, there's a couple guys that I'll, I'll highlight. One guy that really did well was running back Master Teague. And, you know, if you follow Ohio State, you know who he is. If you don't follow Ohio State or follow the college game, maybe you kind of lost track of him because Travion Henderson kind of came came in and became Ohio State's main running back. But Master Teague looks like he was chiseled out of Mount Olympus, had some issues with injury, concussion, thing like that. Straight line, he might be the fastest guy on Ohio State's team. Um, he put down a 4-4-40 at the pro day, which actually is a little slower than what we've seen him do. And athletically, he just jumps off the charts. I think if you look at, he had the highest, he wasn't at the NFL combine, but his his vertical leap was the highest of any running back that was there um, when he did it at Ohio State. So he just is, is a fast, shifty guy with a lot of power. And he just excelled at, you know, um, cone drills. He excelled at straight line running. He excelled at jumping and just showed off his athletic ability. So that's a guy, even though I don't think you're going to see him go early in the draft, I think someone will take a chance on him uh, later on, and he could carve out a name for himself. The other guy that I will highlight that because he's in Ohio State's offense, he doesn't get a whole lot of opportunities because the tight end just doesn't, is Jeremy Rucker. He was the number one rated tight end coming out of high school. Ohio State got him, and he has become a very, very good blocker. But if he gets on a team that will utilize a tight end. He is one of the best pass-catching tight ends in the country when given the chance. And he showed that at, pro, at Ohio State's Pro Day as well. So those are two guys that I would say that maybe you didn't think of that are there that I think NFL teams came away impressed with. All right, good stuff. Looking forward to seeing where Garrett Wilson and some of these other Ohio State prospects land. Phil Harrison, he covers Ohio State sports for the Buckeyes Wire and USA Today Sports. Phil, thank you so much for the time. No problem, anytime. All right, good stuff from Phil Harrison, and I'll be interested to see where some of these other prospects land. And a note about Brian Hartline, you, you obviously remember him from the days that he played in the NFL as a wide receiver. He was named wide receivers coach of the year after last season. So he's been doing some good things with that Ohio State program, which really pains me to say, really pains me to say that as someone who went to Purdue and just really, you know. No one likes Ohio State in the Big Ten other than Ohio State fans, but I digress. Anyway, we're going to continue our series. We're trying to roll out these podcasts as, 
as often as I can uh, with the NFL draft approaching late next month. So if there's someone out there that you want me to cover that I haven't covered so far, hit me up at Deep Slant. Otherwise, check out HoustonTexans.com, and I've got probably nine or ten or so of these draft prospect series out there uh, that you can listen to on the Deep Slant podcast. But that's going to do it for this edition. I thank you so much for listening, and as always, go Texans.